0: Welcome to this APTA podcast. The proposed 2024 Medicare Physician Fee Schedule is now open for public comment until September 11th. Sharing your perspective on the proposed fee schedule is always important, but this year there are several significant opportunities for comment that could help open the door to positive change in the future. This podcast was taken from a recent APTA Regulatory, Legislative, and Payment Update, a webinar series produced every other month that covers both federal and commercial payer issues. You'll hear from APTA's health policy and payment specialist, Andrew Amari, who talks about advocacy opportunities around the fee schedule and how you can create a comment letter that will be noticed by CMS. Here's Andrew. I appreciate the opportunity to talk a little bit today about APTA's new regulatory comment tool, which we're deploying for the Physician Fee Schedule this year. Uh, Maybe you've heard about this tool. We did launch it last year, and it's the second year that we're using it for the fee schedule as part of our new regulatory advocacy strategy. So for that reason alone, it's worth getting into some of the background for those who may be interested in contributing as a regulatory advocate. So regulatory advocacy is primarily about soliciting feedback from stakeholders that are affected by an agency's proposed policy changes. While CMS is sophisticated, uh, it's clear that they are far from perfect. They have limited time, they have constraints uh, within their statutory authority, and their resources are finite. As a result, a proposed policy may reflect gaps in knowledge, or as we've seen plenty in this year's fee schedule, CMS often requests information to inform future rulemaking. So at the end of the day, sometimes they just need reminding of what's best for the beneficiaries and clinicians, uh, and not just what they talk about financially. And so what this means is that the ball is in our court to provide public feedback to inform potential issues that the policymakers may not have considered. So things that may seem obvious to you as a practitioner are not nearly as clear to the government in all cases. The comment tool is really a product of two things, though. First, it's a response to how CMS and other agencies have changed their process in reviewing comments. So, to meet the growing number of comments submissions, the agencies are now using filtering and machine learning tools to help their analysts review the thousands upon thousands of regulatory comment submissions that they receive. And so, what does that mean? Well, the template letters and the fill in the blank options that we and other clinical associations have long used are distilled now into raw data. Agencies are urging commenters to provide personal stories that highlight the impact of policies as a way to gather more substance from comments that they're receiving. So agencies also note that a single compelling comment can carry more weight than a thousand identical generic comments. So that's why they need to hear your stories. To be clear, the form letters that we provide are still available. We understand that not everyone is going to have time to submit a personalized comment, and having strength in numbers is a critical part of this tripartite strategy. Second, the tool is part of a broader strategy to provide practical support for the association's comments, which often focus uh, on more legal and policy-driven arguments, as well as broader clinical examples. We do our best to identify and work with appropriate individuals and provide examples where we can, but keep in mind that APTA has a broad and diverse membership spanning multiple specialties, practice settings, and geographic regions. There are so many different perspectives, the association cannot collect them all in these limited comment timeframes. Of course, the more straightforward reason is that really nobody is better suited to talk about your experiences and your perspectives than you. If you're still asking why you should submit a personalized comment, I'll highlight that APTA's comments do not operate in a vacuum. We can all substantially benefit from the support of your individual stories and perspectives. Agencies will read our comments, which are often relatively technical and policy-driven, and then read your comments, which provide real-world examples of the impact of these policies on your practice, on your patients, and on your workflow. Through this tool, we can support you in relaying your perspective and your expertise, in addition to creating a unified front with APTA's comments. We can cover more ground together, make more compelling arguments together, and show significant investment from our community when it comes to establishing and understanding policy changes. So having talked a little bit about the underlying rationale for introducing the tool, some of you may be wondering what the tool actually is, where to find it, and what it even does. So first, you can find the tool by going to apta.org regulatory or just searching regulatory on apta.org search bar. Click the top search result and you'll see that our regulatory action center uh, has a post on the PFS. And in that post, there are links to the rule itself, the template comment letter option that I referred to, and finally, a link to draft a personalized comment letter using this tool. So the quote-unquote, tool is effectively a, microforms, a Microsoft form survey that guides you through the major comment issues, provides prompts that will help you focus your thoughts to the most critical and effective areas to opine on, and also complement the association's comments. It then generates your feedback into a formal comment letter addressed to the uh, administrator and to the agency, and it takes approximately 30 minutes from start to finish in drafting a personalized comment letter. We've seen repeat users reduce their time and we've Remind that anyone who plans on using this, that commenting is really a skill. It can be used for any future advocacy opportunities, and there's really, unfortunately, no shortcut to providing your personal experiences, while also avoiding the crushing jaws of becoming a form letter data point. It requires a little more time, but our goal, and the goal of this form, is to make it as painless as possible for you to contribute in meaningful regulatory advocacy. So with that said, I'll break down the tool as it was designed for the physician fee schedule this year. So once you have the tool open, you'll see that we provide links to all of our educational materials on the rule. Before commenting, we always recommend that users review at least some of these materials. Uh, Further, the prompts I'll talk about momentarily will also serve as a brief standalone overview of these individual policies and is broken down between four discrete comment issues for this particular uh, use of the tool. I'll remind you that you don't have to comment on all the issues, you should leave responses blank where you don't have any thoughts to provide, and we recommend focusing on the issues that are most important to you and most pertinent to your experience. So naturally, that begs the question, what is the focus this year? So as always, payment cuts are a huge topic. When you open the tool, prompts explain the proposal and what information that you can provide to effectively respond to it. Additionally, we provide suggestions on how to structure your response, practically sentence by sentence, generally guiding your thoughts around the specific patient, provider and workforce challenges. For instance, in response to the cuts, CMS should hear why year after year cuts are not sustainable, prompting you to describe the specific impact on access to care and how your practice has changed in response to the cuts. Have you reduced staffing? Are you taking fewer Medicare patients? Have you limited your service offerings? These are all relevant issues that only you can describe how this has impacted you. The second issue that CMS needs to hear your perspective on is the caregiver training codes. We remind our listeners that in regulatory commenting, CMS needs to hear support for good policies as much as they need to hear opposition to bad ones. You never know what other stakeholders are going to say, and explaining how a change is positive can help ensure it's finalized as proposed. In this case, CMS needs to hear how you would anticipate using the new caregiver training codes, what your typical interactions with caregivers look like, and the frequency with which you would provide caregiver training. Ensuring these policies would cross the finish line will secure a huge win for physical therapy. Arguably, the most important issue to submit personalized comments on this year is CMS's request for information on changing the supervision standard of PTAs in private practice from direct to general supervision. While this will inform future rulemaking, the agency is specifically asking for feedback from therapists and therapist assistants. If we don't respond to this call for comments, CMS may not bother to ask for our opinion in the future. Further, CMS has a lot of questions on supervision that you all have plenty of experience with, both PTs who work with PTAs and PTAs themselves. For PTs, you should share how PTAs add value to your practice, describe a specific PTA that allows you to operate more effectively, or how general supervision would broaden access in your practice, and I really do mean how. Would you be able to see more patients, provide additional services, you can support your answers with facts, anecdotes, and personal perspectives that only you all who work alongside or as PTAs could describe. If you operate in a state where general supervision is the state standard, or if you operate under general supervision with other payers, or if you even operated under vir- virtual direct supervision during the PHE, it's imperative to explain how, you were, uh, how patient safety and quality of care were unchanged. The same goes for PTAs. Explain how you're able to practice under the, looser stand, under the lower standard and how you would be able to better support your practice under general supervision. Think about situations where you felt like you could do more for your practice, but weren't able to f- because of the direct supervision standard. This is a tremendous opportunity. And we believe that general supervision in private practice is attainable in the very near future. So your comments are going to be critical to this end. Finally, for those who participate or are interested in participating in MIPS, CMS is ending the promoting interoperability exemption for PTs in 2024 and requests feedback on modifications also to enhance year-to-year quality improvement in the program. So if you're a current participant in MIPS, you should explain why the cost and burden isn't worth it dive into specifics how much time how much money have you spent to report how does it compare to what you earn in the program how would losing the promoting interoperability exemption exacerbate the already low incentives that you earn through the program for anyone who's not participating describe what the barriers that stop you from participating are are you afraid that you can't use certain or are going to score a zero in the promoting inter- interoperability category you should mention it So where you're able, describe how PTs need additional measures and non-physician practitioners generally need more attention in this physician-focused program. So as I mentioned, all of your responses will then be input into a formal letter to the agency. You will receive a PDF copy ready to submit, or it will also include a word copy if you have additional changes that you wish to make to the letter if you see it and decide that you weren't happy with what you put in. These are accompanied by instructions on how to submit to the agency. Of course, if you only have time to submit a form letter, we still encourage you to choose that option. Both can be found on APTA's Regulatory Action Center, as I described earlier. So with this in-depth overview of the comment tool, I hope anyone who's listening will consider checking out the tool and, more importantly, uh, submitting comments on any or all of these major advocacy issues before the September 11th deadline. We really sincerely appreciate the time that you all spend on advocating on these issues with us. And if you have any questions about the tool, please feel free to reach out to advocacy at apta.org. We'll make sure to get you the answers that you need. You can find more APTA podcasts like this one on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.